This is Panama Today. This is your host, Bill Wilbur, music and inspiration. We're glad you're with us, folks. Many people have commented on this program. They say, we like the variety, we like the stories, we like the music. But folks, without the power of the Holy Spirit, this is just entertainment to you. And so we're praying for the anointing of the Spirit of God to direct as I make these programs, as uh, your hearts are open, as people are sovereignly drawn to listen to these programs. They're just scanning the dial and whammo, they hit a song, they hit something and it catches their attention. But without the Spirit of God, uh, we can uh, be building the house, but unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor, labor in vain. And I don't want to do that. And just so there's no confusion on what I just said, I just don't want to labor in vain. Paul tells us that whatever we do, do it unto the Lord so that your labor will not be in vain. So that's the purpose. So we just want to take this moment. Heavenly Father, we just want to dedicate this program and the programs, this whole radio station. We ask, Father, that you would direct by your Holy Spirit that you would get this program and the programming into the hearts and into the homes, Father, that you desire. We pray, the Father, as people are commuting right now and scanning the dial, they're frustrated with traffic. We ask, Lord, that they would hear the word of the Lord and they would bring a comfort, a peace into their life today and set their lives so they have a sense that they are being called by Almighty God. There's a destiny, there's a purpose for their life. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Jesus is coming back. We know that as a doctrine, but how about the reality of it? Actually, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who moved here among men and women and healed the multitudes, performed incredible miracles, is coming back not as the servant, as the Savior who went to the cross, but he's coming back as our King. He's still our Savior, but he's coming back not in a humble way, but in a glorious way. And it will be a day when eyes will hear him, see him, and uh, people will hear him. Uh, but folks, a lot of people are confused about what happens after that. He's coming to set up his kingdom here on earth. And the scriptures in multiple places say that all nations will come to worship him and bow down. And that those who reject and who are filled with the animosity and the, the evil in their hearts, they will meet with a bitter end and a time of judgment will happen. So the reality of Jesus is coming. We as Christians need to say, Lord, teach me what this means. Teach me to order the priorities in my life as if Jesus is coming tomorrow, coming today. And here in Panama, lots of people wait for buses, don't they? And they wait and they keep looking down the street. What are they looking for? They're looking for the bus. They're all looking the same direction. You have 15 people at the bus stop, and they're all leaning their heads out, you know, in the street, looking, when's the bus coming? When's the bus coming? So when the Scripture tells us to watch and to pray, we are actively watching. We aren't just sitting there, but we're actively watching, and we're praying that His kingdom will come here on earth as it is in heaven. That's our prayer. And as we do this, we realize that it takes a whole different focus in our lives, that we are about a system in this world which is the kingdom of God system and we reject the system of this world 
and we have to reject the the cheating and the bribing and the uh, world system of being caught up in entertainment and just for pleasure pleasure for the moment and we reject that and we say i'm looking forward to the coming of the king i'm building my priorities around this truth that i belong to jesus i want to please his heart i have i want to have a heart for god and a heart for the things that god has a heart for that's that's the way i want my life to be run so as, as i play this next song paul wilbur as he's telling about the watchman on the wall you know he's he's looking and he has a job of warning most people in this world haven't a clue that jesus is coming back and most christians haven't a clue really what's going to happen at that particular time and as we think about this as the world gets in a more and more troubled way if we haven't built a relationship on god as uh, jesus said in in the sermon on the mount and the story of the uh, the man building his house upon uh, the solid rock or upon sand uh, the storms will come he doesn't say if but he says when it comes and the storms are coming and they're going to intensify and intensify and life will get more and more difficult it will the scriptures tell us in revelation that there are birth pangs there's a beginning of travail but when we reach in full travail times whoa if we don't know that God is good and God has us in his hands, we will despair like the rest of the world. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming. And they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry came, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins were ready, went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others also came. Sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth. I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. There's a whole thing of being ready when Jesus comes back. There's a whole thing of making right decisions that will prepare us for the time when Jesus returns. You see, there was an indication here that some of these people had anticipated a long wait. The others did not. Oil in the Old Testament and in the scriptures represents the presence of the Holy Spirit. Some people were walking in the power of the Spirit. They were ready, they were maintaining their walk with the Lord and others weren't. That would be an analogy. There's decisions that need to be made because it says here that once the door is shut, the door is shut. People have this idea that after they die or after Jesus comes, that they'll be able to start doing a lot of house cleaning, as we might say, setting things straight, changing their minds. But the scripture shows us not only here, but way back in the Old Testament with the story of Noah, that the door of the ark was shut. It was shut 
before the rain ever started coming down. And it was days after the Lord shut the door. Noah didn't shut the door. The Lord shut the door. Read that carefully. And so there comes a time when we have to be just ready. And if we're not ready, it's too late to get ready. If you notice, it mentions midnight. And at the midnight hour, there's an idea that when people talk about the second coming of the Lord, they'll say, you know, I think we're about five minutes to 12 now, three minutes to 12. Some people, I say, I think we're at one minute of 12. Years ago, I remember people saying, I think we're at the 11th hour, but I'm hearing people say we're closer and closer. Well, the scripture tells us that no one knows the day of the hour, only the Father when he's going to say the word. But the truth is that we are to watch and to pray and make right decisions. This thing of decision-making is so important. When I was in the Navy, three of us went out on Liberty one night. We went into the Virginia Beach area. We walked down the streets. First, we stopped to get something to eat. And then we uh, thought we'd go in to see a movie. And the theater we came to was showing the movie Ruth. Right? Is based on the story of Ruth in the Bible. And it was made into a modern, uh, not a modern, but it was still a biblical account, but uh, an up-to-date and a recent uh, edition of the movie. And it was very, very well done. And I uh, was, you know, really moved by the whole story. And as we came out, the three of us stood there for a minute. One guy wanted to go to the top hat. The top hat was basically a bar and a nightclub. And he assumed that all three of us were going there. And originally, we were. We were just all going to go together to this nightclub. But after seeing this movie, I didn't feel quite that way. And this one guy was saying, okay, let's go on over to the nightclub, over to top hat. Well, the other guy, Ray, who was with us, I came to find out later, was a Christian. Ray said, I, I, I just don't want to go. I, after seeing that movie, I just don't want to go. And uh, he says, I'm going down to this burger joint and hang out for a bit. And there I was in the middle. And each one were looking at me and said, well, Wilbur, where are you going? You going with me or are you going with him? And they just stood there and each were going to go their own way. And I had a choice which way I was going to go. I wasn't about to make my own way. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I went with Ray. That was a good choice, Bill. Yeah, I wasn't a Christian yet. But I went, and I went with Ray, and I'm so glad I did because we ended up in this little burger joint place, and there was another guy from the base who was there who was a Christian, and he had his accordion, and we were just killing time. So we just started singing some songs, some gospel songs and choruses, and uh, the waitress didn't mind. I think she was somebody from the church that this accordion player went to. Anyways, they just enjoyed having us in there and playing songs, and Ray had been in the choir, and I had been in the and uh, Blue Jackets uh, Navy Choir, and uh, we had uh, a good time just singing. It was great, and we went back. I don't know what happened to the other guy, but I know Ray helped me that night in making a, a decision, but the decision was ultimately mine. If the two guys had said, well, we're both going to Top Hat, I don't know if I would have been strong enough. I wasn't even a believer then. I don't know if I would have said, ah, I don't know, guys. After seeing that movie, I think I'm going to do something else. No, I probably would have gone with them. But I look back now and see the importance of making decisions and the importance of helping others make the right decision. Jesus is coming, folks.
the very last chapter, chapter 22, verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let him who hears say, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come, and whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes words away from this book of prophecy, God will take away from him his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. That is the book of Revelation, he says. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you with God's people. Amen.